It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to episode 67. 67, Josh, of the Rex Chapman Show with my super dope homeboy from the Lex Town, Josh Hopkins. What's up, Josh? Hey, how are you, Rex? I'm good. Austin treating you well? It is. How about Brooklyn? Brooklyn's good. Brooklyn's good. My mom and dad are here. No way. Are you in trouble? My mom and dad are here. Yeah, I'm grounded. You know, time out. You know, I got to say, after, it just reminded me, episode 67, which I is remarkable to me, but I yeah. went last week, I went to the Dallas Golden State game oh, uh, in right. Dallas. And at that game, there was four friends of the show, Steph, uh, <laughs> Steve Kerr. Um, oh, I, who oh, was I it? know Stan Van Gundy. Stan. And Candace. And Candace Parker. All were there. Yeah, all were there. And I ran in to uh, Candace and Stan at the same time. And I was like, hey, um, you don't know me, but you kind of know me, but you don't. But you do. I was the guy with Rex on his thing. And they were both so nice. They were like, oh, yeah. They they were in the same booth. And about two minutes apart, I got texts from both of them saying, ran into Josh last night, just saw Josh. That's great. Amazing. That's great. Yeah. So that was, we've done a lot, a whole lot. Uh, Have you read anything this week? Not a thing. You? No, that's been book club. Uh, Episode 67. I only know of one number 67 in in all of sports and that's Taj Gibson. I think he wore 67 for a year. Wow. That's a heck of a call. Of course I would go again, single Dr. J and one that would just jump out to me, friend of the show, I might go with a Kenny Anderson. Kenny Anderson. Well, you know, yeah, John Elway. John, for the seven. Yeah, yeah. Kenny Walker was a seven for a while. I wore seven one year. How about that? In Miami. Remember that? You no. didn't remember that? No, uh-huh. because you're a three. That's what you I wore. know. You're my three. I know. Okay? But I wore it. I wore a seven that year. Mickey Mantle's in failing health. And I thought, why not? Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. a, I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. Um, also, it was the only other number Kenny Walker wore besides 34. And when he couldn't get 34, he combined them. To they added it. I got yes. it. I got it. Okay. So uh, real, real quick before we get to our guest and decent guest today, but not great. Um, uh, so, <laughs> so Brittany Griner, Josh is coming home. Big news. Big news. Uh, it's it's huge. Um, I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy for her wife and her family. I'm so uh, my immediate I can't help it. My immediate thought went to the disappointment of some of the other prisoners, mm-hmm. uh, citizens of the United States that are still mm-hmm. imprisoned in, in uh, Russia. And I, I just felt for them immediately because I can imagine their families, but not to dwell on that. I'm so happy for them. So happy for her. I'm so intrigued to hear her story. Same. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I was frustrated when the news broke, of course I'm following on Twitter and kind of, and I was just so disappointed to see how many people were, upset like well he released a bad guy and all well yeah we did but the u.s is a compassionate country and we want our our girl back for a from a vape charge she spent right. damn near a year in prison in a russian prison for marijuana so i'm yeah, just relieved two ways to look at it and if you yeah. look at it that way and dwell on that yeah. well then you're a miserable person and right. you deserve your right. miserable life and to them i do want to say one thing shut your hole Okay. Thank you. Thank that pisses you. me off. Brittany's coming home. Great. Okay, Josh, let's get to our guest, Naismith Hall of Fame class of 2001, 
all-time winningest coach in college hoops with 1,202 victories, five Olympic gold medals with USA Basketball, and in 42 seasons at Duke, he won five national titles and has an NCAA record 13-time Final Four appearances. Let's welcome Michael William Krzyzewski. Welcome, Coach. Thank you. I I, I didn't think you'd, you, know, you would uh, go on the uh, ledge and say Krzyzewski, but uh, very, <laughs> very impressive. You, you've earned playing time already. You know, I said it, uh, I was just saying it to myself last night, and I thought, you know, I probably ought to look up how it's pronounced. And then I did, and fortunately, I've been doing it right over the years accidentally. Yeah, and I didn't know there were Polish people in Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Coach, I want to get right into it. Thanks for doing this, but uh, top of everyone's mind right now, uh, should Christian Leitner have been thrown out of the game for stomping on a Minu Timberlake's chest in 92? Yeah. Do you, do you think, would you say that was a stomp? Yeah, that's a stomp. Yeah. I, I'll come it was out. a stomp. It was a stomp. See, that's, why, yes. that's why there, there's turmoil in the world, because our definitions of different things vary. So uh, if it was a stomp, he probably should have been. Uh, uh, he, he, bar- he barely touched him. It was like a love tap. Uh, but, you know, that's all right. See, people people can get caught up with that for the rest of their lives, and God bless them. It's a great life. <laughs> it's a great life. Oh, maybe, my maybe, gosh. Maybe when I come back in my next life, I'll try, I'll try it. But, uh, <laughs> I think little crap like that should be uh, uh, placed in an right. area that you don't you don't spend a lot of time with. Fair enough, fair enough, Coach. What are you doing right now? I'm dying to know. You've been yeah, uh, you've been grinding for years and years and years, from dating back to Chicago and playing college ball, and you've always been in the gym. What are you doing right now to pass time? Yeah, well, I don't I don't want to pass time. I want to. I want to live. And, uh, and if you start passing time, then you're not living. So, uh, one, I'm still under contract for Duke, uh, to Duke for the rest of my life. I have my same office. Actually, my wife and I have a, obviously we don't get paid like we did when we're coaching and don't deserve that. And don't deserve that. But I have my same office staff. I'm really doing the same stuff I did, uh, as a coach except I'm not coaching or recruiting. So the you're, they call it being an ambassador for the school, but I've been an ambassador for the school for 40 years. <laughs> and uh, then I do a lot of speaking uh, for the Washington Speakers Bureau. I've probably had 20 events since August all, all over the country. And I, I love that. I used to speak. I've been speaking for them for 25 years, but never during the season or during summers that I coached the U.S. team. Now I can do it all with all the time. And it's I, I've loved it. I've learned so much because you approach it like a game. You, there's a content call. Uh, you, I had an event, a virtual last night. And uh, but uh, I've learned a lot. And uh, that, you know, I, I want to, I haven't stopped learning. And uh, then I still have my Sirius XM show. Uh, I've got 10 grandkids that, uh, wow. that live right around here. Four of the guys are playing basketball. So we're streaming. And then I just got finished doing uh, on the internet. There's a thing called masterclass. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I just, that'll come out in about a week and a half or so. So I've been, I've loved what I've been doing and I've learned a lot. I can't wait to, to, to see that, but also how diff you've got your office there. I see you're in it. Um, yeah. how, how difficult is it though, being there on campus, you got, you know, John Shire is the new coach. Yeah. Uh, how difficult is it not wanting to peek in at practice and chime in and, and, um, you know, be a part of it like you always have been, has that been difficult? No, it, I, you know, I really haven't missed coaching at all. And, uh, not at all. I mean, I've done it for 50 years and when you had the U S you know, that. You know, uh, I was ready to do something else. Now, as far as with John, John and I have a 
great relationship. You know, like uh, I'll stop in practice for parts of practice, maybe once a week. Uh, I never go to a game because there's no place to sit, you know, like I can't sit. <laughs> yeah. There's no box, you know, where, uh, they'd make a box for you coach. They, you know, they, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want, well, then that would be the focus of attention. Right. Uh, right. I just John and John and I speak almost daily. Uh, you know, we, uh, I was on the road doing a commercial out in LA uh, for three days. And, uh, then I, when I came back, they had, I wasn't able to see the Iowa game. And, uh, but yesterday when I got back, we spent time talking about that and more, where it's, you know, John and I have a great relationship. He was my, my, my you know, my assistant and associate for nine years. And, uh, then we had this one way, the way we did the uh, succession plan, I thought was great because John, to get really ahead in recruiting and while I was still the head coach and then it really from the time it was announced that he was going to be the new head coach to when he coached his first game was 17 months and uh and in that period one he's now starting to think like a head coach or he's asking me like what about this what did you think when you were in the, these situations but he's his own guy I think he's terrific. And I not only think he's terrific, he is terrific. And, yeah. and uh, I, I love him. And, you know, we're, we're really good friends and uh, he's got to do it his way. But understanding the culture that, that we were, that he helped build, you know, it's not like it's something right. that's foreign, Yeah, but he's terrific. Uh, I, uh, I really like what he's doing with the team. It's coming along. Um, I think they can be pretty good. Yeah. And uh, he's bringing them along really well. And they're really playing defense. And they have rim protection. And they have length, even though they're young. The offense and how guys fit are, is coming along. But they're, they're right there defensively and rim protection. Well, you did that as seamlessly as as anybody could imagine that transfer yeah. from a legend. And I'm sorry, that's exactly what you are. And, and people think of you and Duke together forever. So the seamlessness of that was uh, really impressive. Plus, he went out and got two number one recruiting classes. Right. I mean, everything came together so well. But are you does he lean on you at all? And I know he's his own guy, but not only to critique games that have happened, but maybe come to you and say, Hey, we got Izzo coming up. What, what do you think? What do you know? Tendencies. I mean, you've done it for 40 years, 42 years there. Does he, does he get critiques and then ask about uh, upcoming games? No. And I don't want to do that because in order to give a critique, I would have had to study the game, study the mm -hmm. team. And right. if I was going to study the team, I should still be coaching, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's, uh, no, we we don't we never talk about that. What we talk about is being a head coach, ideas that he has, uh, or that he's you know that he's implementing or wants to implement, or just how he feels. You know, like uh, uh, it, until you get into a position of leadership, you do not know yeah. what a leader feels, and so there's a newness. There's a newness there, and then. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is. Yeah, very simple stuff. And uh, he mentioned From calling timeouts to anything. Never call, yeah, you know. Yeah. Have, yeah. Actually. Right? Yeah. Actually, when uh, uh, after they played, I think it was Ohio State. And uh, I called them after the game. And uh, I said, the best play of the game. And he said, what, what, you, what is it? I said, your timeout at 922. Uh, a five point lead. He had a five point lead. I said, a lot of people don't know how to call timeouts. You know, they, they listen to these TV and radio people say, well, we're going to wait till the T okay. You lost the game already, but you're able to help, you know, you save the timeout. <laughs> you know, like the timeouts are supposed to be used when you feel, and it was a big time move. And I thought, I said, I think it won the game for you. And no one, you know, they 
because they can't <laughs> put analytics or whatever with it. <laughs> They're not and stuff like that. But he, you know, he he yeah, you know, he was a really smart player. Yeah. And uh uh he sees was John, the, a, was John a John was a two guard, more of a shooter, right? Well, his senior year he was like the point. Okay. But we play usually we play real fast. Mm-hmm. That team, he and Nolan Smith, Singler, that was our perimeter with Lance Thomas and Zubek. So they were really big. Good team. And, yeah. and you know what? He was unflappable. He, you know, he's a 2000 point scorer, dude. And yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he was a great player here. We don't see that anymore. We're not going to see what? many 2000 point scorers anymore. Rex, you know, he's about six, six. Mm-hmm. And he didn't turn up now, you know, like today, every point guard wants to break you down with their handle. Yeah. And uh, it drives me nuts. And, <laughs> me uh, no, because they don't. Okay. Set up the team. <laughs> In other words, here's something that I, I think over the last two years has happened. I think the vision of guys has narrowed. Yeah. In other words, there are very few guys in a half court who see the whole half court very few mm-hmm. there and because of all the workout guys and whatever their vision is on like i'm trying to beat you they uh, actually paulo had to work on that because he beat somebody but it's not even a help side it's the next defender right is getting his hands on the ball <laughs> no the vision of guys for, forget about peripheral vision Right. Yeah, that that's not even <laughs> throw that word. Uh, yeah. It's like I call it more like cone vision. Right. You know, like a just like the cones they beat in their individual work. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it tries. It yeah, me. I know. Me too. I'm great well, against you, cones, coach. I'm a great <laughs> cone. Well, you, I, I can go around any you, cone. You know the <laughs> different. <laughs> the the co- the thing that really gets me now is that you know you guys taught us and we were taught you were taught right you take what the defense gives you you go you know if he jumps here you go here it was all about beating the guy and now guys have prepackaged moves dribble moves that right. they can go to well, I'm going to hit him with this crossover this time and and so there's a level of playing with the ball that we we didn't yeah, do I call it I call it like a nervous disorder. <laughs> you know, like no, they get they hardly anybody who can just catch the ball and face, yeah, and be yeah, shot right and be shot ready, but also be play ready. They already have they they get it and they put it on the floor. Yeah, what happened uh, to the jabs? And they lose they lose their first stop. They lose right. and if you're catch it shot ready, then you can attack a closeout, which is the best best thing to attack yes yeah he's he's not in balance and you are yeah i don't know to me maybe i'm i'm my time is but uh uh, i I don't think i mean nuts the rex chapman show is sponsored by fliff fliff is a social sports book with a chance to win cash prizes fliff customers can purchase fliff coins and then as a bonus fliff awards free fliff cash with their purchase Flip is the only sports book that gives you free coins and cash daily. Sign up for Flip, the social sports book. What makes us different, you ask? Flip is a free-to-play sports book that awards real cash and prizes. Use the code BBNews for a 100% match bonus. No sports betting in your state? Try Flip. Let's change gears for a minute. Uh, you're a Chicago guy. Growing up in yep. Chicago. Uh, watching your parents do everything uh, they could do to provide for you. Is that a work ethic you gained right away or is it something you understood as you got older? I I lived it with my mom and dad, you know, their, their parents uh, came over from Krakow, Poland. And uh, my mom was never went to high school. She was a cleaning lady in uh, Chicago athletic club. And my dad went to two years of high school and he was an elevator operator and a mate, like a, like a odd job guy at Willoughby Tower on Michigan Avenue, and uh, two two years uh, of high school, you said two years, yeah, wow. And uh, but they believed in education, and they believed in the dignity of work. 
you know, I learned the dignity of work. I didn't, work was not a bad word. Work was a, a word that gave you dignity. And um, I was a really good high school player and uh, was going to go to either Creighton or Wisconsin. And Coach Knight came in from West Point And that was like a godsend. Like my parents could not believe. They said, you have to go. That's where presidents go. And I said, wow, I'm not a president. I'm a point guard. Uh, I want to be cone a vision. You had cone vision. Then, I, you I spread it out. They, and they spread it out with ethnic pressure. I never wanted to go to West Point and they, they made me see, or I trusted them though. And uh, I followed, they, they browbeat me for a couple of weeks, not physically, right. but uh, verbally. And I call it the best decision I never made. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and if nothing, none of this would have happened if that decision was not made, because that, that really is the base of everything that's happened for me. It started there. I best leadership school in the world. I played for one of the best coaches ever. I got a double dose of greatness, uh, while I was there and hopefully, you know, some of it sunk in. And it did not, not to the extent that it would with experience, but, uh, that would, and kids, parents don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And kids, a lot of kids don't trust their parents mm -hmm. and, uh, okay. Well, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. I, you know, I going off to college, we all go off to college and we all have, you know, those, those early days, whether it's conditioning or just being away from home or whatever, you're at West Point with Bobby Knight. Coach Knight recruited me when he was at Indiana. I know mm. kind of a little bit about Coach Knight, and I watched all his teams growing up my whole life. Did you get on campus, Coach? And were, was there any time a month in or three weeks in that you were like, this is not for me. I've got to get out of here. At least 100 times. <laughs> really? Yeah. And uh, because it was so different, like – I was like a golden boy in my yeah. neighborhood and where, and all of a sudden there were so many things I didn't know and couldn't do like swim. You know, you grew wow. up in New York city, you know, fire wow. hydrants don't have depth. You know, uh, <laughs> if you went into Lake Michigan, you, you went up to your waist, you know? And, uh, so I was in rock squad for a whole year. Uh, you didn't learn how I didn't so many things, but also how to take orders, you know, how to be disciplined. So there, were, yeah, a hundred at least. And yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. I can't imagine the, the, because a lot of like players <laughs> played for Bobby Knight. Everybody knows every practice was intense and really tough, Right. but then they got to go home or to their dorm. When you go back and you're in the army, you know, that I can't imagine mentally and coming from where you came from, the difference, how yeah. that helped shape your character and work ethic. Yeah. And you're right, Josh. And uh, it, uh, uh, you, you, it forces you to become tough. It forces you, yeah. like uh, uh, a saying that we as cadets had was, uh, uh, failure is not our destination. And so when you are knocked down, get up. But when you get up, don't always get up alone. Because the thing that knocked you down may be something that you can't do alone. And so it's kind of like an educational, it's like going to college and leadership and becoming that leader, besides the courses you take. And, you know, I, Going through it, you know, you don't know that that's happening. But as I look back for many years, I still go up every year to speak to the Corps Cadets. They have an award there named after me, and we have a wow. big thing. And and uh, and I've kept close association with the with the Army and the Armed Forces, and uh, because I learned so much, you know, I uh, and I learned uh, I learned not to. Uh, accept defeat yeah. uh, to 
figure out preparation to win. And again, I played for one of the great coaches. He prepared, but it, that wasn't the only place I learned it. I yeah. learned it every day uh, as as a as a cadet, and that's what I'm saying. I am a or have been an anal preparer. Like I for it doesn't make and for every game, you know, every game, and uh, I never want to be out prepared, and and uh, and if it makes me feel like I I'm, I call it, and I tell my players for years, be worthy of winning. Yeah. If you want to win, that's cool. <laughs> Prepare to win, and be be worthy of winning. And maybe the other guy's worthy of winning too. And right. times you're going to get beat, but you didn't beat you. Mm. If you mm. lose, don't lose to you. Right. You know, have make sure someone has an effort that that beats you, and then learn from it. Do you ever have a difficult time turning off that anal preparation? Like you go to dinner with your family, and like you're going to get the steak, and you're going to get potatoes, <laughs> and some corn fritters over there, and we're going to leave here in four minutes. Do, do you ever have a hard time turning that off? Josh, I've lived with four women my whole life. Do you think I could say that? <laughs> My wife and daughters would <laughs> annihilate me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of having a great family. Uh, they keep you humble and fairly balanced uh, from be- becoming a real sicko. And, Isn't uh, that great, though? <laughs> it's I, terrific. I, I, I have uh, my son is 30, but then I, we have three girls, too. And it's growing terrific. up with the, I mean, I grew up with a sister, but having daughters has taught me so much about life and so and, is your, and, yeah yeah is your sister older or younger she's two years younger okay see uh, uh my you know over the years too uh, you had older sisters though right no i i only had one brother oh okay he's passed six six two fifty uh wow. bill bill died uh about eight nine years ago and uh he, he never went to college, but he's a captain in the Chicago Fire Department. He's my wow. hero. And uh, my dad died when I was a senior at West Point. But, oh, wow. You know, Rex and Chuck, over the years, you know, I can recruit. I study people all the time and facial expressions, body language and whatever. Uh, when we recruit, besides talent and knowing if they could fit our environment, I look at character. Yeah. and. Like what kind of kid he is. And I always look at the relationship uh, a, a kid has with his mother. Always. The respect, does he listen? And over the years, guys who had older sisters were, they seemed to be more confident. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's it wow. just the study of people. I, that may be wrong, but in my thing, it, Josh has of, older sisters. Yeah. Josh has yes. older sisters. Yes. You got a yes. chance, Josh. Josh, yeah, you right. got a chance. <laughs> yes. I was wondering when you were you know, a little bit earlier in, in this, I was questioning you a little bit. Not, not right. outward. But right, outward. right, right. Well, <laughs> I guess all those years of never being able to get into the bathroom, it pays off later. It's, confident. <laughs> yeah, patience. Yeah. Patience. <laughs> Patience and the ability, the ability of not to not saying something that will get you in trouble. Right. Can, can I tell you a quick story? Sure. Uh, all right. With So I love my family. We have 10 grandkids. We we are really close. And all my grandkids live within 10 minutes of us. And uh, so uh, my daughters and my wife and I are together and my oldest daughter is expecting our first grandchild joey so as a guy you know that'd be cool having a grandkid you know and but i've never thought like what should i be called like (laughs) in the guy's world yeah out of the hundred things you might think of that wouldn't be i don't think one of them all right so i've never thought about it so we're talking and all of a sudden boom the question dad what would you want Joey to call you? 
and I make the biggest guy mistake. I answer the damn question. It, you know, <laughs> instead of saying, what do you think? Like, yeah, I, I, I really, it's, <laughs> it's the worst thing. So I, all of a sudden you come up with some lame answer. So, <laughs> oh, I still remember the day. It's so funny. And now so obviously he calls you coach K, right? No, I said, <laughs> I said coach and for what you said, how could you? And I said, peace, please. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean it. I, I didn't mean it. And uh, we came up with Poppy. Uh, Poppy. So That's of, well done. That so, is well done. But I tell all my assistants, all my young guys, I said, always ask, answer the question with the question. Wow. If it's in that situation, mm. it's really a fun, but it's true. Like, don't say something that you haven't thought about, man, uh, especially in an important thing like that. So uh, crazy. Anyway. Fantastic. Yeah. Hey, Coach, I, I know we don't have you forever today. I got to get to a couple things here. Mm. Um, I, Josh and I were talking last night, and, you know, we love Kentucky basketball. We, you know, live and die it. Um, the programs and the way uh, you guys, you and Cal, the last 10, 20 years, it's been – it's just been amazing to watch how you guys have adjusted you know, and you especially going from having, you know, four-year guys to, you know, then you get, you know, the one-year guys, the one and right. done. The thing I want to ask is, you know, we had a team in 2015 that was really good, 38-0. We almost met yeah. you guys at, at the Final Four. Um, we've had several teams like that that have, you know, Devin Booker and Carl Towns and all. We just want to play in the tournament when those guys are six months older. Right. How many? How how many of those teams have you had where you've got the right guys? You know it. You know it. You know it. And maybe it's that Zion bunch. I don't know. But yeah. have you had a few teams where you just go, "Gosh darn!" In six months, he's going to be a different player. Um, right. You know, how can we fast track this? Yeah. Well, you tr you know you can. Uh, you can't fast track experience. And uh, when you get into the tournament and look, the tournament is such a slippery slope that it's one injury, one kid getting, being sick that day, one bad day for, for a bad 10 minutes, there's not much. And so, uh, you know, the uh, I've had a few teams that I thought were worthy of the national that never made it to the final four. We lost sure. in the elite eight yeah. and uh, Zion's and RJ's team was one of them. But like the biggest thing that happened in that year was Zion's shoe blew out yeah. in our, our last game against Carolina. And he was out for three and a half weeks. And when he came back, he was there, but he, he wasn't in right. our chemistry wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. Michigan State beat us by one possession, uh, or else we're in the Final Four. Uh, you know, we have Bagley and uh, Wendell Carter and Gary Trent, Grayson Allen, and uh, uh, we lose in overtime. We have the last shot uh, against Kansas in regulation, and uh, really have a three-point lead and don't cover the three. Uh, and one of their shooters, good kid, hits a shot to send it into overtime. You know, there's, it, it's, you know, it's one, one possession. Forget about, not forget about, but in the national championship. Look, look, Leitner hits a shot and we're in or else we don't win that, that, that right. championship. Uh, I mean, there, there are things on your side, on our side that go. Uh, we're playing Arkansas in 94 and out of a timeout. Uh, I know Scotty Thurman's going to get the ball. I know it. We talk about it then. And we go for one of his fakes, but not that much. And we're within that much. I, I think my I think Tony Wang may even his DNA might be on the ball. 
and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and but again, you're also lucky, or you beat somebody where that happened to them, right. you know. And um, yeah, yeah. Th- so I I have no regrets about what happened because that's the game. It's that's the beauty. That's the beauty of our game, but uh, especially in our programs, or there are a few programs like this that the culture, uh, you have a culture. It's not mm-hmm. the same, but yeah. it's a culture, and you're, you're. It's not just you're pulling for your team. You, you're always be a part of that culture, and uh, and you guys are. You're lucky. We're lucky. Carolina's mm-hmm. lucky. Syracuse, because Jim's been there so long. You know, uh, I'm not saying we're the only, but there aren't that many. Uh, there aren't that many. And uh, and then you really, damn it, we could have had four more, but you probably could have had two less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what I was going to ask. It's a single elimination tournament. I mean, you – you got five, which is amazing, but a single right. elimination tournament is so like for the reasons you stated. Now, I would say if it were a three-game playoff each game, you'd have a whole lot more titles. You had the yeah. best team that <laughs> lost on a day, but there were there teams that you felt like, wow, we won this whole thing. And I'm not sure we were the best team that year. Like the tournament fell in your way. How many times did that maybe happen? Uh, a lot less because <laughs> yeah, <of> uh, <laughs> I'd say in the first one ninety one for us to beat Vegas, uh, we that, just had Larry on. Larry was yeah, on a couple yeah, weeks ago and yeah, talked about it. And uh, you know, but uh, uh, you know, more I think more the other way because uh, in order to get there, you have to be pretty damn good. Yeah. yeah, year in and year out. Yeah, you you got to be, you got to be really good. Now the tournament, uh, you may never play somebody that would have beaten you. Right. That, that that's- and that's happened for a number of teams where, where someone gets an injury, there's an upset, and all of a sudden instead of one and two playing to go to the elite eight, it's one and eleven. Right. <laughs> and yeah. and that's happened, you know, uh, for a number of teams. And there, uh, I, I don't know that this should be, but uh, some thought about reseeding the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I think a number of what happens in the Final Four, too, at least it used to happen, it, the way the brackets are, I think they've taken care of it. But a lot of times the two best teams play in the semis and they play the second game. Right. And uh, anyway, if you looked at the history of the term, it'd be interesting to take a look at what, uh, at what that, that means. And, uh, but the tournament's beautiful. I, you know, people are talking about adding teams and, uh, yeah, I don't think you mess with success. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's something there. And, you know, I always um, goof on the, some of the football guys. I say, you know, you guys have it really tough, man. You know, you have 120 teams and 82 of you go to bowls. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We have 360 and 68 go to the tournament. I don't know. Which is- <laughs> and if, if one of our teams goes to the NIT, you went to the NIT? Yeah. And, uh, okay. What bowl did you go to? Uh, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're right. Right. It's a, exactly. It's a different. So yeah, what I'm saying is, I guess what I'm saying now for the top level football, they're only going yeah. for one thing. Don't get me right. wrong. Right. right. But for basketball, uh, people getting into that tournament is, I'm Catholic, like it. God bless. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, God bless. And if you are fortunate to cross the bridge to go to a Final Four, mm. come on, you're in God's country, you know. Like oh, it's, yeah. And and that's what make I, I think it's what makes our game so beautiful. Yeah. You know, hopefully, 
to things that are happening now in, in college basketball will not ruin it because it's right. a chaotic, yeah, yeah, a chaotic time. Right. And now, yeah. you know, how many years did you play? College so, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But you'll always be a Kentucky guy. Right. Right. You know, and you didn't transfer. Yeah. Two times you, you know, like, right. Right. Fans, mm. fans got to know, get to know you. Yep. You and follow how you progress. If you are a four year guy, there's something about that without saying kids shouldn't get what they get, you know, because right. if you say something different and people say, what are you against? No, I'm not against that. I'm just saying, here's what you're giving up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we got Go Sam Bowie. We yeah. have Sam Bowie, for instance. Yeah. Sam Bowie played five years. Not necessarily he, he was hurt and whatnot, but those teams with Kyle Macy and you know Jack Givens and when we had four-year guys, Charles Hurt, Melvin Turpin, Jim yeah. Master, Roger Hart, and all that, you get to know the kids. The community yeah. gets to know the young men and watch I mean, them Kyle, grow up. And Kyle was terrific. I he was on our Pan Am team in '79. Yeah. And uh, he, <laughs> we're playing Cuba, <laughs> and a guy punched him and broke his jaw. That's right. Like, from That's the right. And uh, I love Kyle. Yeah, Kyle great guy. Like cerebral Come, man. I want. I yeah. want to ask you. There's so much I want to get to, but I, I, we've talked to Jay. We talked about you know your first recruiting class there at Duke and. Johnny and those guys. I just want to know. I see it. You've got your USA basketball shirt on. Right. You know, I played played for Team USA in the 80s. It's one of my greatest thrills to this day. Right. I, I just want to know what what being a part of USA basketball has has meant to you and your career. And you know, after all that, I know you've had many opportunities to coach pros and coach in the pros, but being able to do that. For Team USA, what's that meant to you? No, it's been the best. I mean, I've loved Duke, and this is if I never had US, this would be unbelievable too. But uh, I've been the luckiest guy in the world, and and I started coaching with US in 1979 when I was assistant for Coach Knight in the Pan Ams, and I coached the last college team to play in. In 1990, we played in the World Championships in Buenos Aires. And at that time, it was Yugoslavia and -hmm. the Soviet Union. Those two teams, if they were in the NBA, would be playoff teams. They were that good. So we Mm -hmm. came in third. Then I was an assistant on the Dream Team. And I never thought I'd be the head coach. And then I ended up – and I was never the head coach. I became the first national coach where you had a four. And that was that in 2005, when Colangelo took over, we, we had to develop culture and continuity. Yeah. And he was magnificent. I, I really in the last 25 years, I don't know if there's anybody who's done more for the game. I played than, for Jerry in Phoenix. Great. Then Jerry Colangelo, a great with man. Hall of Fame, and a, everything. And a, and a Chicago guy. Southside, though. Southside. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Southside. They're always a little, yeah, you yeah, got to walk. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it's the, it, it's the epitome of what you could, I mean, representing your country on the world stage. Come on. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's the best. And for me, the 11 years I did it, uh, I learned so much. And, you know, I've learned from watching individuals. I learned from what they thought, how they spoke, and then how good they could be if they played together. Right. And, and they did. You know, our, our guys were, were really good, and we were able to develop that culture. I mean, and we, we have close relationships. Uh, that They have a documentary now on the Redeem team. Mm-hmm. You could see mm-hmm. it. And then yeah. after I saw it the first time I called, I got in touch with uh, Dwayne Wade and LeBron. And I said, you guys were amazing, but you were unselfish in how you honored Kobe. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Dwayne said, <clears throat> you know, coach, we have to, we have to take care of our brother. Oh, and beautiful. that was kind of what I'm saying during yeah. they, they got that close. This podcast is brought to you by Branded Bills, the best place online for premium headwear and apparel. Branded Bills has hundreds of designs available, including our popular state collection, where you can show your pride with hats, shirts, hoodies, and more for all 50 states. Are you a company looking to brand your business? Branded Bills also offers custom apparel options that can meet your brand standards with fast turnaround and shipping. To shop or learn more, visit brandedbills.com today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Indulge me here, Coach. And I always had a theory that that team changed basketball nationally, worldwide, culturally, in the fact that I felt like the young guys, like uh, Carmelo and Dwayne and, and LeBron, who were worked hard their entire life, got to the pinnacle, and then they went to, got on that team, and then they saw how Kobe worked. And I think, in my mind, that had to change something about them just seeing the Mamba in action, early shooting, late shooting, lifting. And it seemed like before that it was cool to be like, I don't work that hard. I'm just gifted and it's kind of cool <laughs> and to hide work. And after that, it was internet. I'm on my grind. It's hard. You outwork everybody. And I felt like some of that came from that team and that experience. Is there any any truth to what they saw in Kobe? Yes, yeah, somewhat. Although I, I... The guys on that team knew how to work. Yeah, they were working. Yeah, they they didn't they weren't starting in the basement. They <laughs> they were on the top floor of their building, whatever wow. it was. Sure. Wow. Sure. They just they just found out that you could add more floors. <laughs> and uh and uh they uh but you know what? Like Jerry Colangelo said, you know, Mike, we need to win the gold medal, but we need to win the respect of the world. In our own country. I thought that's what those guys did. Like what you're saying, Josh, they did see Kobe. Kobe was also trying to transform himself. Uh, that's right. During that, that period, you know, he had transformed in, in Asia and in China. He basically, if it was a democratic country, he would be president of China. Yeah, that's right. He was that really, it's crazy mm-hmm. how well liked and admired he was and and he he wanted to win the respect of his peers and so he showed himself at the level that you're saying like he's the most prepared guy that i've ever seen ever you know uh uh we're meeting as a staff two days before we start practice there's a knock on the door and it's Kobe's two days early. And, uh, he says, coach, can I talk to you? And so I go out and and we're in a room and he, he says, I need for you to do me a favor. And I, I'm I'm saying, I hope he's not going to (laughs) leave. Or, you know, my heart is, and, but he says something, he says, coach, I want to guard the best perimeter player on every team that we play. (laughs) And then he stops, Rex, he stops. And, you know, his eyes, he and Jordan yeah. have mm-hmm. no eyes ever like those two guys. Right. And he leans forward and he said, 
and I promise you I'll destroy him. And uh, uh, I wanted to pull out a contract right there, sign it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so, you know what, Kobe, I'm, you'll owe me, but I'll grant you that. There's okay. your faith. <laughs> and so the other thing is, you know, he believed in moments. He dreamed of moments. Mm. A lot of kids don't, when you're off the court, dream of being on the court yeah. in moments. He did that. He knew that at some time he would guard Ginobili. That's what he was doing. Yeah. He's yeah. getting yeah. prepared to guard Ginobili. First practice, he does not take a shot. Can you believe that? I he can. <laughs> okay, so I call, nuts. I, I call him over, and he's got that, you know, that grin. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I said, you got to shoot. What are you doing? Said, you know what I'm doing. And I said, yeah, but you had the league in scoring. it. You had 50-point games. You've destroyed people offensively. Will you please shoot? So that was a joke from then on that I was the only coach ever that had to encourage him, <laughs> encourage him to uh, shoot the ball. Him. Yeah, oh, but he that's was great. Yeah, you know another because you'll like this so much as as a you're a great player. Oh. Uh, our first practice, Jason Kidd. We have drills and balls going everywhere. So we get together and I say, you know, and come on, you know what the hell? And Jason said. I'll tone it down. And uh, LeBron and Dwayne say right away, do not tone it down. Let us adjust to your, I get chills thinking about it. It's such a great, we need to adjust to your talent. We haven't played with anybody like you. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's what, to me, I I see all And you know, coach, I know. And and the funny thing about you say that about Jason, I played with Jason. He made me so much better than I did when Jason, Jason could only play fat. If he toned it down, it was like he was messing around. His mind was his mind to go as fast as his mind. Yeah. And And so there would be days players. No, there would be days he just, you know, physically you could see it. And we'd be like, Jason, just sit out. You're screwing up practice. You know, (laughs) we need you for the games. Uh, coach, I, I, we got to get to a couple more questions, but real quick, sure. I need to, I need to say one thing. You did something really, really nice for me. Um, I don't even know if you think about it or know about it, but in 2015, I was fresh out of rehab, fresh out of jail and, uh, was at the final four and, um, you had your team. I think it was Grayson Allen's team, uh, there. Right. And I was on the end of the court. I was doing some stuff for TNT, color for TNT. And uh, I was just, I think I was walking back to get a bottle of water back in the locker room area or something. And you, you noticed me platform court, you're up on the court. And as I was walking by, you motioned to me to come up on the court. And I went up on the court and you hugged me and you asked me how I was doing. And that makes me want to cry thinking about it. Because you were doing that for me. It wasn't for you. And I can't thank you enough. It meant so much. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, that was a moment for me, too. You know, I've always admired you as a player. You know, there are players that you don't get to coach that you would like to coach. You were one of those players for me. You uh, uh, You had a spirit. There are, you know, people look at talent. They measure everything how do you measure spirit like you love to play man yeah and you you love to play and i love that spirit and uh if a if a teacher or a coach can get talent and spirit all right it's going to be pretty good yeah you're you're going to really enjoy and that's who you know i i've always admired that about you and i'm not i'm not bsing you I would have loved. I would have loved to have coached you. Uh, Josh, on the other hand, uh, uh, (laughs) great inbounder. Older sisters. Older sisters. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Best best inbounder you've ever seen, Josh. Fake to make a pass. Do to inbound clinics. Could you sub after he passed the dunk? Yeah. 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 Could it be hockey? 
Like yeah, you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, you did something great for me, but you did something really mean to me first. Right. What you did was you drew up the perfect play with Grant Hill and threw it in to Leitner, who didn't miss a shot of free throw that whole game. And it broke my heart and inspires me to this day. That team did. And that game's the greatest game I've ever seen. And then afterwards, I cried. I was all, already an adult. And I cried yeah. over a basketball game and you spoke with such eloquence and uh, giving an appreciation. And you spoke about that team and our guys who were a lot of Kentucky guys. It felt like, you know, sons and brothers to us. Right. And the way you spoke yeah. uh, was just so beautiful that I could never, I always was a coach K fan for, for yeah. life after that. And I always appreciated that about you. What did you yeah. feel like when that ball swished? You know, I never saw the ball go in because the ball, everyone stood up. But what I saw in front of me was a Kentucky player fall to the ground. And I get chills thinking about it because if, yeah. if you're in this, yeah, you have to have respect for the other people in the arena with you. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what, fans don't understand yeah like and i, I my heart fell be i uh, and yeah and that's what that what that's what prompted me to to say some things because uh it, it's kind of nuts really like that yeah that was such an exhilarating win but you saw the, you know I mean, if that ball, if that ball doesn't go in, your guys are falling on the floor. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's just that moment. And again, no BS. I respected the hell out of that team. Rick yeah. did an unbelievable job. I mean, those kids, I mean, they hung banners, right? Yeah. For, oh, yeah. 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 And yeah. they, they turned, they were culture turners. Yeah. Culture builders. So their championship was the culture that then now went, went, went forward and great kids, you know, great kids. But I, that's the thing I remember most about, yeah. about it. Wow. And then having the opportunity to talk to Kay, you know, who's. Yeah. Um, Kay Wood was the yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, Coach, what's your favorite movie? Uh, uh, it's I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the, uh, the I didn't mean to stump you. No, no. Uh, uh, All right. Let's go to our second question, Josh. OK, OK. Uh, go ahead. Front row center. You see anybody, any sports event, any band, any speaker, uh, dead or alive, you get to go front row center. Who who might that be? Well, my favorite singer of all time is Smokey Robinson. Ah, and and really one of the like not only singers but one of the great poets yeah of uh you know the songs and everything and it you know and uh you know when i'm no one else is around i practice my falsetto voice and, <laughs> and okay debut it here coach this will be a big gap for us let's do cruising come on no. hit it for it. three two one go in, in my pictures, <laughs> I would have done it. Now in my 70s, I got to. Yeah, I gotta, you got to dial it back you know, a little. I, I love live entertainment. Uh, my family and I, for a long time, would go up and, and see shows in Broadway, and five or six Fantastic. of them. And then I'd watch them perform, especially musicals, and try to understand they can do that, and my guys can't run a damn out-of-bounds point. Like... <laughs> <laughs> They can, oh. they can do two hours of <laughs> precision and we can come let's do regular regular what, what, what am i or I'm, I'm in i usually am in this position now i'm in that position i said well if you want to be in a position on the court learn for both damn positions man <laughs> is that too much to ask is that come on come on really Know the play that, from your spot and his spot. Is, is, that, is that really that hard? But you know it is for some guys. You know oh, it is. It for is. more guys now than yeah, ever. Than ever. There are hey, probably, 
there aren't many baddies who that's right right no that's right everybody's position hey coach it hey. could have been your inbounder i'm just saying yeah, that's right, I know. That's right. <laughs> hey coach before before we let you run uh our our kentucky people will kill us you got beaten the first round once by a very good cj mccollum led lehigh team <laughs> Uh, who's the best uh, player on the court right and and, uh our cats lost in the first round last year big deal uh and and you know cal's starting this season we got the defending player of the year coming back what are our cats going to do this year and how's cal feeling right now in your mind well he's you know he's expected to win every game by a lot yeah Yeah. uh, the fan base that will never be satisfied, uh, even if you win the whole thing, because you have to win the whole thing by X number yeah. of points. Right. And to be able to handle that, I admire him. And he not only handles it, but then he reaches out in the community and yes, he, does. he doesn't hide. Yeah. He, he does, you know, he has his own personality. It's a good one. And they're lucky that he has that personality. Yes, because it, because if it was just a pressure cooker, it explodes. Yeah, and at the end of the day, he's done a pretty damn good job, hasn't? Damn right. And <laughs> and and, uh, and bringing guys in, he's gonna. Yeah, uh, I think he's navigated really well the transfer and recruiting thing. You got to be careful yeah. that in too many transfers, you hurt. The your, chemistry and all that stuff. And yeah, the base everything. of recruiting. Right. You, right. You know, our both our programs have been able to uh, recruit some really good guys. And yeah. in this world with NIL and the transfer portal, you gotta be careful that you don't screw up that dynamic. Uh, right. and but I I admire John and I are really good friends and uh and uh, he comes from a background at five star with Garf. Yep. Yep. You know, he's been, he's grown up a really good way. Yeah. I agree. Coach, I can't thank you enough for doing this. Uh, we got to do it again. Please say hi to Mickey and the I girls will. and the family yeah. and all the grandkids. Can't thank you enough. And again, uh, you know, you're one of the few people in the world that my wife follows on Twitter. And I can't believe the stuff you find. <laughs> we've got really? good friends that send me stuff no it, uh i i follow too but you don't know uh, that yeah i know and i know now you know it and your burner yeah you uh <laughs> you bring a smile and a good feeling to people many times and understand that 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 you have that impact it's it, it's it's a good one thanks man it's a team game all right thank all right. you Right, is your Josh, burner is your burner tweeter K? Uh, yeah, Josh, you think I'm gonna to you? Just inbound the damn ball, Josh. That's it. You have one job, one job. Don't, now, now you're asking for more. Yeah. Thanks, That's coach. your role. That's your role. That's yeah, the role. Your role. You're on the team, man. That's right. Be happy. He's got a spot on the bus. You got a spot on the bus. All right. Love See it. you guys. Thanks, Thank you coach. so much, coach. All right. You're Thank welcome. You. Josh, that was Coach K. Wow. I, time flew by. We talked for an hour, and I had 100 more questions. 100 more. But just to hear him speak, to hear his voice, to hear him say my name, that was You're on the team, me Josh. Out. Yeah, I am. I'm an inbounder. Uh, but also, when I heard Coach K was going to come on, and I'm sure you did too, it was like, whoa, this is, this is amazing. I can't believe I'm ever in a position to where I'm going to have a conversation with Coach K. And I know how much he's admired and how much I admire him. And you look at his background and his life from you know, uh, nothing in, in Chicago and work ethic and going and serving in, in the military and going to the academy and coming up and being the GOAT college coach, almost inarguably yeah. of all time, you know, wouldn't him. Uh, and he doesn't let 
us down at all. He no. was exactly as what you would hope Coach K would be in every aspect. Smart, funny, all funny. clever, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the thing that gets me is I, I sit there and, you know, because coaching and leading is about communicating. And you and I are two turds. So we recognize we're two turds. We sat here and we, well, you're a turd. I'm. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. Yeah, I'm thank you. Thank yeah, you. sure. Uh, no, but uh, so what I find fascinating, think he's sitting here talking to us and you ask him about Kobe and he starts talking about work ethic. And then he starts telling us, breaking down the difference in work ethic. He said, you know, no, LeBron and Dwayne, they had work ethic. Their floor, and the, they were at the top of the work ethic building. He said they didn't know the building had another floor or two where Kobe mm -hmm. was at. That kind of breakdown for a 17, 18, 19 year old kid that's mm -hmm. maybe gonna come to Duke or is at Duke, you get little nuggets like that every single day from yeah. that guy. Yeah. There's no wonder why they're so good, why they're so tied together. Um, leadership, man, he's got it in spades. Yeah, well, and he's earned it. Yeah. I mean, you you go from where he's come from and you play under Bobby Knight yeah. and then have to go, go to the academy and then you got to learn to, you get humbled. Yeah. And then you can build from, from the bottom and He's just an amazing man, and I know. greatness in any form. It's a pleasure to be able to uh, to talk to and, and and get to ask some questions. That was Absolutely. an all timer, Rex. Thank you. I'm with you. Thank you, buddy. Um, Want to do it again next week? You know what? I would. Let's do it again next week, Josh. That was Coach K, episode sixty-seven, Rex Chapman Show with Super Cool Josh Hopkins, powered by BasketballNews.com.